Android Lindsay. You host the Batch Report in the USA. You also recap. Bachelor Australia, Bachelorette Australia, Bachelor in Paradise too. Happy holidays to you. It's a great track. Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of The Batch Report, where we are talking about The Bachelor New Zealand, Episode 10. If you are looking for the American Bachelor episode, it will be the episode just prior to this, and then next week, also prior to the New Zealand episode. So, easy peasy, you get double the episodes every week. Right. This episode is firing off with Lydia chatting with Moses about how she's feeling, and... She feels like she ought to go home. Uh, Moses talks her down off the ledge. Yeah, she was like really, really struggling last week. She like didn't participate in the group date. She just cried a lot. Moses had to like console her last episode. And then this episode, once again, she like pulls him aside and is like, I think I want to go home. And he's like, oh, but like, I'd really like you to stay. Like, I do feel something for you. And then you kind of see like he does really want her around. Yeah, something else I noticed about Moses is that he's got a little bit of color in his hair. Uh, Yeah, this is the first time I've noticed he has some, like, teal, bluish streaks in his hair, which Andrew put, like, almost the exact same color in his hair, what, two years ago? So I was like, that color is very familiar. I like that color. It's just a hint of color in the hair. Um, I thought it was really fun. So... I, I do really find... Moses to be the most like relatable bachelor. Right. Yeah. So then Lou is still there at the cocktail party being like, I'm not going to chat with him until he comes up and chats with me. Like, because I want him to like go out of his way to talk to me if he's interested. And she does not get a chat. And it goes right into the rose ceremony. And Lana and Annie get the first two roses. No big surprise. They'd gotten that one-on-one time at the group date. And then Lydia looks over at Lou when it's down to like the last two roses and says, I'm not going to take it. And Lou then tells her, take it. And then she's the next call out and she ends up accepting the rose. And Negan ends up being the one going home. Also, not a surprise. Yeah, after their one-on-one, I was feeling like, They have a lot of fun together, but they're not necessarily long-term relationship. Which, when he was saying goodbye to her, like, she was very, like, nice and cordial, and she was like, I totally get it. And he was like, you're a wonderful person, but I don't see, like, a romantic connection with you. Yeah, I I think he made the right choice there. But then Lana gets a one-on-one date. So this is her second one-on-one date, whereas Lydia has not had any. So she is pissed. She's throwing an orange that Moses gave her off a cliff. Yeah, it's a little strange, but whatever she's got to do to hit that spot. Also, I do think that she is afraid of getting hurt. And so, like, she honestly comes off to me like a person that does kind of fall for people. Mm -hmm. Like, so she's, like, being confronted with these mixed feelings, but there's all the other girls in the house, and it's like, 
that hurts. That can hurt. And she's know? like, well, if I let everyone know that like I'm already on the brink of going home because I don't know how I feel, right. then it won't be so bad when he sends me home. Like in yeah. the like safe face. But Lana ends up going and doing like ceramics with Moses. They're like making cups and such. They are recreating the scene from Ghost and she keeps saying that it's cringy. Yeah, what do you what do you think about that? I think it's her putting walls up and wanting to be like, oh, this isn't like cool, right? It's not like the cool thing. So How can I'm she gonna... not put walls up though? After I know what happened to her. Yeah, so last episode, if you don't remember, she talked about how her first love, who she'd been dating since high school, then committed suicide, and she was, like, in this really dark place for a long time. And I feel like she then has all these walls built up that Moses is, like, trying to break down. And he's, like, chipping away at them slowly, but there's still a lot to go through. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think either one of them... Like, I may come off of, like, a know-it-all or whatever, but mm-hmm. it doesn't really seem like either one of them knows anything about ceramics because, like, they're not really creating anything. Oh, they do not. She is, like, following the directions to a T to try to get just, like, a basic yeah. cup. And then he's like, I'm just going to feel it out and, like, be creative. And then he ends up with, like, this wonky-looking thing. And then he's like, it's a rose. And I'm like, you're supposed to be making a cup. <laughs> made a rose like what happened but it's not even a good rose even if it's supposed yeah. to be a rose i mean i but... guess you kind of like make art out of your mistakes like yeah. are you supposed to be your mistakes but i don't know if i can get behind that 100 percent. but then they like go to the next part of the date where they're they had like guac and chips and fruit and he's like actually eating throughout the whole date which does not happen the american one at all like the american one they do not touch food on a date and he's like shoveling guac in his mouth it's not that bad. Well, she was like, wow, that's a lot of guac or whatever. And he's like, I'm really hungry. <laughs> they should have fed him. You know? <laughs> they should have fed him food. Um, so Lana does mention that the week before she had felt that disconnect with him when she was telling him about like her boyfriend passing away. And he was like, well, I think that's really unfair because you literally told me and we had five minutes together. So like, how was I going to have time to like really react to that? Yeah. He's like, because I did really appreciate it and I did really feel it, but I, like, we had literally so little time together that it's hard to convey that. And Lana is definitely feeling uncomfortable with that intimacy. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, and that romantic aspect is just not there for her. I want to say yet. And that's just basically mm-hmm. me looking at the situation and then taking what I'm seeing and, and analyzing it. So... Maybe there's a possibility for that romantic spark to grow if if Moses can get her out of her shell. Yeah, so the girls are back at the house, and they're speculating if Lana's going to get a kiss because they're like, oh, we could see her getting the first kiss. Like, they've, like, had lots of great time together. And then Annie just, like, gets sick of the chit-chat and goes in the other room and is like, I am so sick of hearing them just talk about the same thing nonstop every day. I get it. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. And especially if you're more of like an introverted person who likes your alone time, like having to hear an entire group of people talk about the same like small talk thing every day is probably really freaking hard. Moving along, Lana returns to the house and the girls are kind of like, what? She didn't get a rose. 
she didn't get a kiss. Uh, well, what's I, going on here? But, and Lana kind of expresses that she felt an awkward, cringy moment. She was like, oh, he's trying to be romantic, and it was just so cringy. And you're like, okay. Like, he's, yeah, like you're there to find romance and to find love. So, yeah, he's going to, like, try. I feel like she downplayed it. Yeah. You know, like she was feeling insecure and then she kind of like downplayed it and, and kind of put the ball. I was in control, you know, like so she's feeling a little insecure. So she's kind of like, well, I'm the one that instead of being like, oh, yeah, I don't know why I didn't get a rose. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, it comes back to that intimacy thing and being comfortable with it. Yeah. So before we talk about the group date, I do want to talk about our sponsor for this episode, which is Unidragon. So. I know how often I sit around and I'm like, what gift am I going to get my grandparents? What gift am I going to get my father for Father's Day? What am I even going to get Andrew when it comes time to get Andrew a gift or myself a gift? And Unidragon really solves that problem. They have these wooden puzzles and they have each puzzle piece has like its own unique shape, which is so fun because it's like one piece may be a skateboarder and then you may have an otter and you may have like a lion and you like put all these pieces together to make a beautiful wooden 3d puzzle they come in beautiful boxes and you can even mount them on your walls they're beautiful they're colorful we have the raccoon we're super pumped to like put that together and every day i look at it and i'm like wow this is like going to look so freaking beautiful when it's done and if you have a problem finding a gift this is your number one solution and we want to give you 10 percent off So go online, choose your puzzle, and then use our promo code BATCH10. So that is unidragon.com with the code BATCH10 for 10% off your puzzle. Literally, this is the perfect gift if you're like scrambling before Father's Day. Just buy this beautiful puzzle and you are good to go. All right. So group date. Group date, which is weird. Pull artistry. Pole artistry, aka pole dancing. And this is another Moses team versus arts team, which this is basically everyone is on this group date except for Lou and Lana. So on one team, there is Annie and Chanel. And on the other team, we have Lydia and Shanae. I got to give it to arts team because they really brought on the heat. You know, some of that art, he just knows how to get a team to put effort in. Well, he also had the advantage in the fact that Annie is, her skills are basically professional dancer level, like dance skills. Yeah. Like for modern dance. Um, so him having a really good dancer on the team played up to that. And then he has like the comedy, but also the seriousness behind what he's doing to make it really fun. And he was like, we're going to do as many pull tricks as we possibly can. And Chanel actually like was up for the challenge. So they all had this decent routine. Moses's team looked a mess. And they're like, if we can't figure out the pull thing, let's just do some random stuff on the floor to make it look like we know what we're doing. So it's like Moses and like, he, they called it the splits, but it was like the half splits, like in the background and then them just like flailing limbs around. It was awkward. Art was hilarious. He was so funny because he took it so seriously. Like the look on his face was just like. And he's like body rolling on the pole he's just like, and like. What? F- 
doing the little turns around the pole. (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was fun. He deserved the win. Their whole team deserved the win. Yeah. Honestly, Annie did the best out of any of them, but Chanel ended up winning the one-on-one time. I think mainly because she had like no skill at it when they started and like still put in the effort and still did all the tricks and like did like she progressed it all the most because she didn't have a background to it. Yeah. Yeah. So she ended up winning the time and I don't know. It was weird because they showed so little of their one-on-one time. I felt like there was a bit of like an interrogation vibe. Well, he was like, oh, I want to bring up what you mentioned during the cocktail party about, like, am I going to move for someone or would they move for me? And he's like, I'm just here in the moment. Like, it's not that I don't want to end up with anyone. It's just I don't want to be thinking ahead. I just want to be making connections, seeing where they go and not stressing about what's next. Moses basically clears up some, I mean, he clears up some misconceptions about Mm -hmm. what he meant about not picking anyone. Yeah. And I think that was satisfactory. And then she was like, oh, I totally get it. Like, that makes a lot of sense. And then that's all they showed it. They're one-on-one time, which makes me feel as if Chanel's time is coming to an end here very shortly. Like she is no longer engaged to the point where that's concerning. Also, that question kind of has kind of run its course. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was a good question, but the delivery was bad. And in front of everyone asking that question right, is rough. Whereas if she had asked him, asked him one-on-one, he would have given that exact answer he gave her on that one-on-one time right. face-to-face like, versus in a group where he's like, ah, like, I am here in the moment. I'm trying to make connections, but, correct. like, I could end up with no one. Like, she like you're scrambling. She put him on the spot, and it's like, that's not really somebody that you're looking for in a relationship to like, cause it's kind of honestly throwing you under the bus a little bit. I actually see Chanel and Lou at this point, like very on par with each other in the sense that they both have like decent connections with them, but they're also kind of friend zone. They're, I feel like he likes them because they both have a sense of like the, that familiarity. Yeah. Which is actually at the cocktail party. What he says to Lou yeah. When they're chatting, like, oh, I like there's this familiarity with you. And then she's like sitting there like, crap, I'm friend zoned. Which she sort of took uh, offense to it at first, but then kind of eased into it. Because I'm like, it's not really something to be offended about. He's just figuring out. He hasn't kissed anyone. He hasn't yeah. made a decision. So he's just figuring out where you stand. It's not like you're you know, a bad person. He's just trying to figure out if he has a connection with you beyond being comfortable and familiar cultural. Yeah. Right. So I don't think that was inappropriate. I think that was, especially when they're at top six. Yeah. He's just like, okay, how do you feel? Like give her an opportunity to express how she's feeling and maybe that can spark something in him, but she didn't really respond with that tenacity that I was hoping to see. Honestly, I feel like she feels the same way. I do too. Where I think she yeah. finds that familiarity with him as well. And that's why she likes him and feels comfortable with him. But I don't know if she sees anything past that either. How can she not feel the same way? Because mm-hmm. they do have something of a good friendship. Yeah. 
but that's really where it ends, right? Like, I'm not noticing any romantic relationship, like romantic intimacy there, but, you know, a little bit, maybe just to test the waters, just because they're kind of Mm -hmm. pressuring each, each other into it, but it's not really happening naturally. I don't see them ending up together at the end of it. No, but I think they like each other as, as people. people. Yeah. yeah. So. Which I think everyone basically in his top 10, he felt good about as people. Like he'd be like, I would want to be friends with these people. I would want to hang out with these people. That's why they're here. Also, Art asks Moses about not kissing anyone. Because Moses in Bachelor history, I think for all the countries, honestly, has gone the longest without any kisses. All season. And it's not an awkward longest. I mean, it's a little awkward at this point, but it's like kind of refreshing. Like he's engaging the people still. I think some of the women are kind of like, what is this? You know? Well, the thing is, so Art brings this up to Moses and Moses is like, whoa, I didn't even realize like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. So then at the very beginning of the cocktail party, he immediately pulls Annie aside and you're like, oh, He wants to kiss Annie. That's the whole reason. They walk out into the vineyards and they're like chatting and he like goes in for what you think is going to be a kiss. And then they just hug for a long time. Annie gets so bashful. You can tell if her cheeks get red. I think she, she definitely knew what was going on. But they were both like in this weird thing. Like, yeah, they like, I want to kiss her, but this is awkward. So I'm going to hug her. Oh, I'll kiss her hand. I'll hug her again. It's about waiting, waiting for the right moment. Right. And not forcing it. So they don't end up kissing. He doesn't end up kissing anyone. And then Lydia pulls him aside and is like, I want to put all the cards on the table. Like, I'm going to tell you exactly how I'm feeling. And then we get another cliffhanger. Yeah. Cliffhanger. We don't find out. They, so. they sure love their cliffhangers. I know. In this, this show. This is a good one. I think Lydia is probably at the end of her ring, but we'll see. I think she's going to need something from him in order to stay. And I don't yeah. like, I think he likes her, but I don't think he wants to play this game of like always saying, Oh, I want you here. I want you here. Like she's needing a lot of attention and he's kind of like, you got to come get it. And you know, they do show extent. next episode, Annie and Shanae both get one-on-one dates. And honestly, I feel like that's his top two right now. Lana, I think, could be a third if she can, like, step out of her box that she put herself Uh in. Yeah, with the whole uh, tarot card mishap. So that's all we have time for. And we'll talk to you next week for another episode of The Batch Report. And be sure to listen to our second episode every week about the American Bachelor. How could you not, you know? Dildo Girl. Dildo Girl. Our fave. So listen into that. Ciao.